finally, finally the news is broken. The Deshaun Watson suspension, we found out this morning, Monday morning, six games. So we figured me and me, Josh Poha, and Joe Gilbert, my co-host, we have full-time jobs, so unfortunately we couldn't hop on right away. But we figured we'd hop on tonight and just discuss the news and the 2022 Cleveland Browns season, what it means. It is another Waiting for Next Year podcast brought to you by the Evergreen Podcast Network, and it is another Brownscast. We are actually on episode six since changing the name of the Brownscast. So here we are. I mean, I I know I went around here like two, three weeks ago saying, I hope it's soon. I hope it's soon. I hope it's soon. So today's, <laughs> today's finally that yeah. day. Whenever they traded the, Baker. True. It was when they traded Baker. Yeah. And it's the opposite of a Friday night news dump. It was a Monday morning news dump, which yeah. I was very surprised by the NFL that the NFL did that. But yeah, we're back. I guess to discuss the uh, I cannot talk. Discuss the suspension, what it means going forward. Just it's more about on the football field than anything else, I guess. But here we are, Joe. One, how are you doing? Two, how do you react this morning around eight thirty Eastern? Uh, I'm doing well. Um, and then just uh, my. My initial thought was that was pretty much what it was leaning towards. It seemed like if you guys were following the um, this kind of the leaks and all that, um, it just seemed like that was where it was trending towards, somewhere in the like two to eight category. I think someone uh, listed. So it wasn't uh, it wasn't a huge surprise. Uh, I know national media and every every fan that hasn't been following it seemed to be surprised but it just seemed like this was what given what uh the port says and then what um has been leaked beforehand it just it's not it's not a big surprise to me quite frankly i i know this is monday morning quarterback literally because it is well i guess it's monday dinner time quarterback but (laughs) i was thinking six to eight games i just i mean like we all know it's there's been no there's been no precedent. This was the precedent. And with Sue L. Robinson ruling this for the first time, uh, uh, federal ju- retired judge that both the NFLPA and the NFL agreed to do this kind of thing now, you, no one had literally had any idea. I mean, if right. people had sources like starting last night, yeah, you really yeah. didn't have any idea. Let's no. be honest. Only she knew, unless because yeah. if it got out there, I mean, People, if I know people were discussing last night, like who would leak, who would be the first one to leak the news this morning? Yeah, if you leaked it, you could lose your job, you could seriously lose your job, right? Yeah, I mean, it no one had any idea up until this morning at 8 30 what how long it was going to be. It was all just predictions, and yeah, but I'm just, I know it's still, I know. 24 of the 25 cases have been settled by Deshaun Watson. There's still one more out there. So it's still, it's not over yet, I guess, on that side of things. But I'm just finally glad to hear that the suspension has come down. Although, although, yeah, the NFL (laughs) has until 9 a.m. Thursday to appeal. The NFLPA already said that they weren't going to appeal it last night. But my thing is, I mean, the appeal process. If the NFL appeals it, they're literally appealing it to themselves. It will go straight to Roger Goodell, which yeah. will go back to how they used to do things. So right. if they're going to appeal it, isn't that like one, a shot at Sue L. Robinson being like, <laughs> man, what the, all the work you've done the past month, month and a half? Yeah. Just throw that all away because we're not going to use any of it. We're just going to go back to our previous process. I just feel like it's 
there's no way. Yeah. I mean, they set a precedent by Deshaun Watson's suspension. That'd be a really bad precedent yeah. to have the first thing that Sue L. Robinson does be like, no, we don't care about you. We're just going to appeal it to ourselves anyways. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely – a lot of people have been saying, oh, they're going to kind of look at what the media and the fan outcry is and then maybe go by that. I, I just don't see that. I, I don't know how you can do that as an organization, just go off of what the – how? Because the NFL does whatever well, the hell they want to do. That is true. But yeah, it just, I agree with your point that it, it would just kind of, the NFL PA would just probably be completely uh, upset with how how it would go if they appeal this, the first, first one to ever go in this new process. And um, it, it's... It would uh, it would just be like the old old process because you and you're just kind of wasting time. Pretty much, you're 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 you added one step, but the it ends up being the same result. So, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, you never know with the NFL. Um, you never know how PR will change things and all that. Um, but yeah, it would be I would be a little surprised. But you, you cannot be fully surprised if the NFL tries to do something. The NFL is much like the Cleveland Browns. You can never be fully surprised whatever what, what I guess right. no, I guess a bad metaphor. But you can never be fully surprised at whatever happens because it's right. the Cleveland Browns and it's the NFL. They can literally do yeah. whatever the heck they want. Roger yeah. Goodell can literally say, I want to appeal this, and then he makes yeah. the decision. Right. Yeah. It's, it's a crazy thing, but yeah, right. that would just go the NFLPA. I could only imagine the NFLPA's response if right. Roger Goodell and the NFL appeals this to Roger Goodell. Yeah, I was surprised in the in the new. I I think it's a great idea to have like a a third party do the um, do the actual deciding on these things. But it was very surprising that the NFLPA never brought up this appeals process and like brought up this is. This is a bit insane having the commissioner in charge when he's on the other side, pretty much. It, like it should be, it should be dealt with like a court case, and that's what the initial part is. And if they kind of go back on that, then it's going just back to the old rule of things. So it'll be interesting. I think one of the things also driving against it, I think the NFLPA would just be might it might start it might start something that they don't want to bring back out that could start a really long cliff fall yeah it's cliff fall that's not the right words but cliff dive dive. yeah yeah it might it might just start a whole cavalcade of stuff that you just do not they don't want to open so it'll be interesting to see how they handle it um but yeah i would i would lean towards there be no appeal um but we'll see you never know yeah, I decided to listen to Sports Talk Radio on my way home, which I guess on a day like today, there's two rules. Stay off Twitter and stay off of Sports Talk Radio. <laughs> but here I was listening to Sports Talk Radio on my way home from work. And, and they discussed that. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. Well, the first, yeah, any basically any news. Yeah. But, um, oh, they were discussing how the NFL, pro- I mean, it would be a really bad look by the NFL if they were to appeal this and have it go into this weekend because it's hall of fame weekend in Canton mm. and you would take away from all, all that goes around the NFL hall of fame stuff. I mean, you know, it's the speeches, you know, it's the inductions, the game. Yeah. 
So it would be a really bad look by the NFL to take yeah. away from that experience for those players or those players and coaches and whoever. I know it's, sometimes it's referees and just owners who are, I don't even know yeah. who all who's all going in this year. But it would be a really really bad look to yeah. take away from that, which I completely agree with. I know sports talk radio is sometimes hard to agree with, but I completely agree with that opinion. I just. Yeah. I know I said this a little bit ago. I don't see the NFL appealing this. They set a precedent by, well, Sue L. Robinson set a precedent by the suspension. It would be a really bad precedent to send send by doing something. They brought in a federal judge who the NFL PA Mm -hmm. and the NFL agreed upon to just be like, no, screw you. We're throwing all that out. We're just to make your own decision anyways, just like we did, just like we used to. I just feel like that'd be a really, really bad look, but Yep. Again, like I said, it's the NFL. They can do whatever the heck they want, and yeah. we just have to go with it. So <laughs> I guess we have until Thursday, 9 a.m. to find out if it's more or less. Well, actually, no, if the NFL appeals, it's going to be more than six games. But I just feel like it's it's going to be six games. It's not officially official yet, but I think yeah. it's going to be six games. Yeah, yeah. If you if you read the report. Um, Which I haven't it, yet, by the way. Yeah, I have. Um, so if you read the report. Sue Robinson does a very good job of actually kind of breaking it down. She she puts the, a lot of the blame of why it was six games on the NFL. Um, the NFL didn't doesn't have strict definitions of the charges, like of the offenses. Um, and then the the biggest thing is they don't really have. So she considered it not to get into the weeds here, but they she considered it a nonviolent uh, sexual assault. So that would that there's no precedent for that in in their in their uh, bylaws or CBA. Um, so the the last one of that category, which I think it was something it was obviously not of this extreme, uh, was three games. So she. She kind of based it off that and that this was a, a lot more serious, thus she got to six. So she kind of blames the NFL for uh, – she had a great quote here. Let me. I'm going to bring it up here. Um, While you're bringing it up, I'm, I'll just say that the NFL probably went into this thinking we're the NFL. We rule. We rule all in America. Right. And this federal judge had I'm, – I'm not going to say she had none of it. But it almost seems like from the outside looking in and from what I've read, I didn't read the report, but just from like the reports and stuff that I've read, I guess I didn't read the full report from Sue L. Robinson, but I've read other reports in we- recent weeks that the NFL did a really bad job with their, inve- not, and maybe not with their investigation, but with the findings that they brought to Sue L. Robinson. Right. So uh, the quote was the NFL may be forward facing organization, but it's not necessarily a forward looking one. So she's pretty much saying like they they kind of they wanted they want to make this like an example, but you can't without prior notice. This, so this happened with uh, Ray Rice uh, way back. Uh, I think it was that 2014 ish. Uh, it was she he. There was a video of it. Um, he hit his girlfriend there, I believe, um, and he got two games. And then after that fact, they changed the ruling, uh, the penalties for that to six games for violent acts. So there, 
the NFL wanted to do the reverse this time. They wanted to change the penalty before ruling on this without giving notice of uh, to the NFLPA that this is what the what the kind of um, penalties are for doing these things. And she didn't. She was very much against that in her ruling, and that was one of the big reasons why it was just six games. It was because the NFL really didn't give her really didn't give the NFLPA a guideline of what the penalties would be and kind of just making it up on the way would not be fair on their end. So Such an was, NFL move. I know, right? I yeah, also saw it because I know in private discord, private side of discord and the public side, um, Bodie and Andrew and you and Craig and we're discussing the report. And it seems like that she referenced the NFL's bylaws a lot which means yeah. that they have like their own separate rule book that she yeah. like, she didn't even like being a judge. She obviously knows a lot, a lot right. of laws and rules and stuff, but she just went wrote or she went by what the NFL's bylaws right. were not by what maybe she thought they should be, which yeah. I mean, I, I personally think, I mean, I, you can agree, disagree with the suspension, whether it should be lower or higher. I completely understand all those, but I think Sue L. Robinson did a really good job, especially with breaking it down one by one. Just, I haven't read the full the full fifteen or sixteen page report yet, but just by what you guys are saying and what I've read, like on Twitter and stuff, I feel like she did a really good job of breaking it down for like the public to see where she's coming from. I guess as well. Yeah, it's it's one of the best uh, kind of distinct. If she goes one by step by step, um, she rules on three different offenses. So it's um, con- conduct that qualifies as sexual assault. Um, the other one is. Uh, hurts the integrity of the NFL. And then the other one is um, being a danger to someone, a person. So uh, all three of them really didn't have definitions, she said. So she went by what the NFL told her, kind of what the definition they, they deemed the, um, the line, the, what the meaning of what the, the chart, the offenses would be. So that's another thing she kind of pointed out that the NFLPA might want to look into making these things more descriptive and kind of giving definitions of what what each thing is. So there's no little, there's just no little leeway, and there's no kind of it it becomes less subjective um, and more um, and just you can you can just you you can fit it under a category and not have to kind of make a guess on what it is. Um, so it's a, it's definitely, I, I, I implore everybody to kind of read that 16 page. It's, it's very good. You'll get your, uh, you'll get a lot of information out of it. Um, she, she goes out and says that she believes it's more probable than not that Watson did do these things and did, uh, conduct, uh, did get uh, did offend all the all three of those um, offenses. So um, it's not like she's innocent. It's not like she gave innocence to him. Um, it was just that it was more that there was just no precedent of giving him more time than what what six games is. And she said that was even more than what was what was given out before. So. It's it's if you read the if you obviously if you didn't read the the article didn't kind of listen uh, didn't Do it listen now. yeah 
if you didn't do the letter or read the letter and didn't kind of understand the last few weeks, the outcries in six games, obviously it's very shocking, but if you look at the letter and how she broke it down, it's, it makes sense. And this is not on her. <laughs> like she's literally putting it on the NFL and, and, uh, and how they, they did past presidents and, um, she couldn't. She couldn't just throw out numbers. She's gonna. Yeah. She's gonna go based on fairness. She's. She used the word fairness in there, and uh, just based on her many years of law, um, that's a big thing. So, yeah, it's. Uh, I think Sue Robinson followed the followed the bylaws and all that perfectly. It just um, the NFL. It's, this is on the NFL, and it's another black mark for the NFL if. If she ruled that if this was black marks, holy cow. right, yeah. If she ruled that this was um, that he likely did this, so this is like a fifty-one percent chance that he did it, is how she looked at it. Um, it's just it, it looks bad on the NFL because it just shows that they continue. They didn't have any plan for this, and they kind of and they they put themselves in this position, quite frankly of getting just six games. Yeah. And one last thing before we move on to the schedule, the schedule and stuff. Um, Deshaun Watson and his side, the NFLPA thought zero games because for, from Deshaun Watson, he believes that he did nothing wrong. Okay. The NFL wanted an indefinite suspension, which is they wanted a year and possibly in the next year, which let's be honest, that was never going to happen. Whether it was like a PR thing, where it was like one of those things where, well, we tried to get an indefinite suspension and it just came down to six games. It was neither side was going to, it was never going to be either side. It was always going to be in the middle. I think Sue Robinson said something in the, I forget what the exact words were. It it would be unprecedented or something like that. I forget what the exact words were, but she she did bring that up. Like I said, I think she did a great job, whether you agree or, or, or disagree with the length of suspension, the way she wrote the report, which I can't, or I, I, I can't wait to no, I'm not gonna say I can't wait to read it, but I'm looking forward to reading it. Yeah. Just because the way that it's been summarized that I've seen, she did a really great job, like I said. So I I mean, for her first go round, I'd give her a solid A. Yeah. If we're if we're giving grades here. So may have yeah. taken a little bit too long, but hey. Yeah, it's a- We'll say. I don't know why that took so. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. If she wrote that well, all. Well, if you if you read the report, the report is pretty succinct. So she, she. I wonder kinda... if her family members are like some of them are sports fanatics, and they're like <laughs> grandma or aunts or sister. Like, Seriously, do you realize right. how many people are literally talking about you right now? Like last yeah. week, the week before. So, all right. So on to the on to what it means to the 2022 Cleveland Browns. If Deshaun Watson's six-game suspension is upheld, which I'm assuming it will be because the NFL would be really dumb to appeal it. The six games he would miss, obviously weeks one through six, at Panthers, home against the Jets, home against the Steelers on Thursday night, at the Falcons, home against the Chargers, home against the Patriots. Man, I just realized I'm going to that Patriots game. I, that's the final game without him. Damn it. All right. But back to, back to the regular scheduled programming. Um, what are your thoughts? I guess most importantly, one, what are your thoughts on Jacoby Brissett and what he can do behind center for the Browns? Because that's obviously going to be the starting quarterback the first six weeks of the season. 
And two, how do you think the Browns will fare in those six teams? Yeah, uh, I we talked about it when the schedule came out. I don't know how many months ago that was. Uh, but the first four games are, are there for the taking. And it was there for the taking with or without Watson. Um, I think it, it, what it, it starts with the Panthers, uh, and then it goes to Jets, uh, Steelers, and then um, what was the last game? Oh, I uh, just Falcons. realized that I was muted. Yeah, I was. I was. Falcons. I literally said it. If you are watching live, you can. I know. I was wondering where you're talking. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so those first four games are are there, and we saw last year we had ter- terrible quarterback play. There's no sugarcoating it. I think we can all we all watched it. Um, I'm not going to get into why it was terrible. We all know it was injury and all that and other stuff, but it was terrible. And they still were what? What was the final record last year? I think nine and what? I forget. I try to nine watch and eight. <laughs> Seventeen. I think it was nine I, and eight. Yeah. I think. I, I honestly. Yeah. I. Don't I try know. to. I think I'm it was nine to, and eight. I'm trying to forget last season. Um, but yeah, it's uh by the way, before it, you go on, last season literally yeah. seems like years ago, not it like does. a half this a year is, ago. This has been a long off season. Like the draft <laughs> seems like does. it was ten week ten months ago. <laughs> like this season, this year has literally flown by. The fact that it's yeah. we're literally halfway through the year today, August first, is mind boggling. But yeah. in NFL terms, if you would have told me that last season ended three years ago, I would have believed you. <laughs> Seriously. Right. Like, we had so much things that happened this year. We had the whole – like, how many weeks did it seem like we were in the midst of Baker being on a team and then them talking about changing quarterbacks? <laughs> then it actually did. And then it was – Like, how, we were literally long... tracking Jimmy Haslam's plane. <laughs> that seems like years ago. Like and then we had what? How many freaking weeks we had to talk about whether we're going to trade the quarterback? And then we were in, and then in the next stage we were in. How long is this going to take to get the ruling? So, guess what? We're finally at training camp. Finally. And <laughs> guess what? Speaking of training camp, this is way tangent, but kicker Ricky Cooker, Kate York is absolutely perfect. Killing. But back perfect. to Deshaun Watson. What was it like to be there for historical sports moments and unforgettable performances? To be behind the scenes? On PressBox Access, you'll hear from me, Todd Jones, and other sports writers about their experiences with the greatest athletes, coaches, and sports events of the past half century. We'll share some stories behind the stories, some big, some small, and some we've only told each other. Let us buy you around on PressBox Access. Yes, but uh, yeah. So getting back to the first six games, yeah, it's uh, it's there for the taking. The four and two, I don't think goes out the window. I think I, I, I don't know. I, going back to the schedule game, I have no idea what happened, but uh, I believe I said four and four and two after the first six. Four and two. You can you can check me on that, but uh, it's still in the it's still in the ball game. Those that first four games, you can win with Jacoby Brissett. Um, he's he's an average starting quarterback, an average below average to average quarterback. And with the ta- this is probably the most talented roster he's dealt with. So just adding that, adding the veteran veteran leadership that he's gonna 
He's not he's not going to sit there and ruin the game for you, but he's not going to win it. Um, so it's it's just it puts more stress on the rest of the roster, just sort of like last year. So it, the first six games are going to be a lot like last year, where we're just going to be oh, <laughs> pushing God. pushing through, hoping the rest, hoping the run game, hoping the defense steps up. And uh, but the, with the talent on, throughout the roster, they can do that. It's it's not beyond it's not beyond belief that they can do that. You said four and two. I'm saying it's the Cleveland Browns. If they go three and three and stay 500 with Deshaun throwing back in the final 11 games, I think their their floor should be three and three. Their ceiling should be four and two. I know that's not that huge of a difference, but I mean, if you can't beat Panthers, Jets, Steelers, Falcons, you should be able to win two of those four. I hope. I mean, if you lose three of those four, there are some serious problems. Yeah. And then you have the Chargers and Patriots. Obviously, we know the Chargers really that's good. Gonna, that's going to be difficult. Yeah. Yeah. And then the Patriots. But the, the key thing is both of those games are at home. So True. if you can just split the first four games and then split those two games, that puts you at three and three with the yeah. Sean Watson coming back. And then you have – so I think – I hope four and two. I'll be fine with three and three. Let's put it that way. And then week seven, Deshaun's first game back at the Ravens. Man, what a first game back for you, kid. Um, and then the first home game, Deshaun's first home game, is going to be an absolute madhouse in downtown Cleveland. Oh Halloween God. night, Halloween Monday night, night football, national TV. By the way, that has to be that has to be a conspiracy. The NFL schedules the Panthers week one. To the Baker Mayfield revenge game, and then Deshaun's first home game in Cleveland, Monday Night Football, really against the Bengals. The Super Seriously, Bowl. they they literally sculpted the Browns' uh, schedule. They, like they really did. <laughs> they literally. The only other perfect thing they could have done is put that Bengals game Week Six Monday Night. Besides <laughs> right. that, man. But that is, I mean, I know you said you had tickets, but you might be selling them because tickets are going to be astronomical. I'm assuming. But Monday Night Football, the first first home game for Deshaun, Bengals, and then it's the bye week. Yeah, I hope they get a little breather. They go into the bye four and four at the very very worst. Yeah, that's definitely that's definitely possible. Um, yeah, it's gonna be it's these first eight games are gonna be really interesting to watch. If they go, if they start out for wait, hold on, just him, the first eight games, it's the Browns. Literally, well, the preseason sure. games are going to be interesting. I'm sure there's sure. going to be something interesting in the preseason games. It's very Cleveland. True. It's the Browns. Come on. That, very true. Very true. But, yeah, the first eight games are going to be – it's obviously the uh, – they can either have a chance to make the playoffs or just kind of kind of kill all chances uh, because the AFC, AFC is just stacked. Uh, the AFC North, uh, we already know how good that division has been over the years, and it's gotten better with Bengals now being one of the top teams, and Baltimore being good, and Pittsburgh still being Pittsburgh. You can still never underestimate them because they have a great Hall of Fame coach. Um, but it's uh, it's going to be a tough one because the wild card is going to be even <laughs> it's going to be even worse because you have the AFC West. The AFC, like, why is it when the Cavs are good, the the uh, the Eastern Conference is just right. like, oh yeah, we're gonna be really good too. Right. Now the Browns are finally good. 
And the AFC is like, oh, yeah, we're going to be really good, too. Right. Yeah. Like, come so on, many, give us a break. There's so many years where I think, what, nine, like eight and eight made it in. <laughs> like, the Oakland Raiders could legitimately be the fourth best team out of four teams in AFC West. And they have Derek Carr, yeah. Devontae Adams, and Darren Waller on their offense. And they can probably have a losing record. <laughs> because of how much man, how much they're gonna get beat up in the division. It's yeah, it's a, I mean, it's the AFC wild. West is stacked, the AFC North is stacked. I mean, even Baltimore, Cleveland, Cincy, even if the Steelers go, I mean, let's be honest, it's the Steelers. They're probably gonna go at, at worst six and eleven. Right. That's like right. You you can't like there's no like bad team. Like if you really look at the AFC. So like, the Cleveland. East, the East has the Dolphins, Bills and uh patriots all three of them will likely be good to really good i can't uh who jaguar who's the other ESC? i mean the dolphins oh, though they have the uh most accurate quarterback in the nfl according shit. to tyree kill hall of famer it's a hall of famer <laughs> one i mean i get like i know this is way off way off uh i don't even know what i'm trying yeah. this is a tangent but why would tyree kill say that one it's putting pressure on Tua, who's yeah. obviously not as good as he's saying. And two, you literally just came from Patrick Mahomes. Like, what are you talking about? But yeah, all right, back to the Browns. Yeah, I, so I, I, I mean, even if we're talking to Sean Watson, I'd be pissed if Amari Cooper said that. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And if Sean Watson's a lot better than Tua. Yeah. Yeah, it's... uh some of the comments around the league have been very weird <laughs> the last couple of weeks. Like Devontae Adams, I think, said the same thing about Derek Carr, like about Aaron Rodgers, comparing him to Aaron Rodgers. Yes, so I'm like, yeah. like, dude, like, I get on. like, I get like, like have eyes. quarterback, but be a realistic person. Right. Oh, and like, you were right, though. The Jaguars are that fourth team in the AFC South. Yeah. East, so South, there's, East, so, right? so far. The yeah. Jaguars are going to be good this year. Well, not, okay, not good. Okay. They'll be much so, better this year. Yes. So, so far, we we went through three divisions, and there's one bad team that we can think of. Who? Jaguars. They're, they're still bad. Jaguars are not good. I mean, we, but they're like the Browns of old. They're like, they're good season six and 11. <laughs> so that just shows. At least they don't have days. Urban Meyer as their head coach anymore. That's an addition <laughs> by subtraction. <laughs> Yeah, so that it just shows how crazy the the parody is in the AFC. It's gonna be it's gonna be a tough one. So the Browns have no margin of error to kind of kind of inch their way without Watson and and just hope that he can turn it around. They they need to play well from the start, and it's it's gonna be tough. But um, I, Jacoby, oh boy tie game in the guardians sorry <laughs> they just gave him a three-run home run joe um sorry this is the browns we don't well i, I, I won't say we don't care about the guardians but <laughs> it's the guardians come on that's true sorry <laughs> um but yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be they have to be ready from day one and uh jacoby is gonna have to be ready from day one um, I think we can all kind of just put away the thoughts of getting Jimmy G. Can we all just stop talking about that, please? Even can though... we stop talking about it literally like months ago when? I know. Really... Well, I know my bad. 
I, I hate saying we because I don't own the Browns and I've never been on the Browns or work for the Browns. But when the Browns traded for Deshaun Watson, that put away all Jimmy G speculation. I don't know why it was sure. still out there. Yeah, it was it was because people thought, oh, what if he's out for a year? Well, they still wouldn't do it probably because how much of an upgrade is he <laughs> really? Um, so yeah, he was an upgrade uh, over Baker, maybe, but not. Yeah, yeah, uh, but I'm with that. Yeah. So yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be Jacoby. Um, I don't see any. I don't see Dobbs, and I definitely don't see Rosen making a move up to be the starter. So it's if. gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be uh, Jacoby uh, leading the team, and we'll see how how much he can do. Let's just say that I hope we don't see Josh Rosen. Besides his first name, he has nothing this, else going for him. Yeah, and. <laughs> If we see him, this season has gone down a dark, dark alley. Yeah, if, yeah the, man, I, if we see Josh Rosen, I am not looking forward to those post-game podcasts. Let's put it that way. I mean, if we <laughs> if we thought inaccurate passes were bad last season with the Hurt Baker, man, I, I know I saw one clip from Josh Rosen's training camp practice last Thursday, Friday. Mm-hmm. He In the seven-on-seven, seven, so there's no linemen, he not only overthrew the guy, but he threw it behind him. I was like, and it was like a two-yard out. No, it was a two-yard post, in post. I was like, how do you do that? It's like, if you would have, the only thing he has going for him is that he was a first-round pick in 2018. If he wasn't a first-round pick in 2018, he'd be out of the NFL. Yeah. By the way, don't look at my draft rankings that year. I think I was in a coma that year. I, I, don't, well, I don't. Spoiler alert Josh Rosen was number one atop <laughs> Joe Gilbert's draft rankings. <laughs> so uh, that was a bad year for me. So on with that conversation. Yeah, it was a bad year hey, for most. You win most, some, you uh, lose some. Oh, yeah, definitely. Hey, hey I, guess I, we'll had, I had Patrick out. Mahomes number one. So all right, so now Take you're back. That, to Mahomes. I don't yeah. know. Josh Take Rosen counts as like ten losses. Mahomes counts as <laughs> no, like eight does. wins. So you're still you're still yeah. under five hundred. Those are those are brutal rankings. That was that was that class has turned into a dumpster fire. Besides two two really good quarterbacks, Lamar and Patrick. <laughs> and is that that class? No, no, Josh uh, Allen. Who Lamar, yeah, Lamar and Patrick Lamar and was, Josh Allen was yeah the year before. Or yeah. Speaking before. of Lamar, this is another tangent. How, he's about to get freaking paid. Yeah. So and uh, I know also, he doesn't have an agent, but I mean, Baltimore have won. I know Baltimore is very angry at the Browns for not only giving Deshaun Watson $230 million, but all guaranteed. So what does this, Kyler Murray get? $231.5 right. million. Yeah, I know. That was funny. That was no, $230.5 million. So you got 500, yeah. 500 more thousand. Not as much guaranteed, obviously. But I mean, if Kyler Murray is worth like $46 million a year, Lamar's worth fifty, right? Yeah, yeah. It's because yeah. So good luck, Lamar, Baltimore. Lamar's got so much more evidence on the on on game tape that he's better than Kyler. And then know. if Lamar's worth fifty, Joe Burrow is worth. Yeah, it's it's a crazy. I mean, I completely understand why some owners are mad at the Browns. I just want to say, Baltimore and Cincinnati. There's definitely a reason why Cincinnati might be selling their uh, naming rights. <laughs> they need to get some moolah going over there. Some, and by the way, the <laughs> NFL valuation just came out for all 32 NFL teams. The yeah. Cincinnati Bengals are the lowest valued team yes. in the NFL. 
because I think so, they, uh, might, they might have one of the poorer uh, owners overall. Yeah, they Obviously, literally don't have an indoor practice facility. <laughs> what? I know. They practice next door <laughs> outside. Imagine having to go to the college that's in your same city yeah. to use their indoor practice facility to practice it's, for the freaking Super Bowl. How poor are you? It's pretty bad. It's, yeah. It's I so, can't even. That'd be like freaking the Browns not having an indoor and having to go to Baldwin Wallace in Perea to go <laughs> practice at their indoor. <laughs> they did that, what, 40 years ago? That is just crazy Something to me. Like that. I mean, they don't even yeah. have a training camp on their in their stadium. Like what? No. Yeah, it's it was it's really bad. Yeah, some they yeah the Browns definitely kind of cooked some of the books for, or <laughs> cooked some of the uh, owners around the league with their contract. This is a Guardians um, joke. Is uh, the Cincinnati Bengals owner last name Dolan? He's the he's the <laughs> Dolan. Right, he's that. the Sorry. Dolan of the uh, NFL. I think it might be even worse, honestly, with the salary caps. I mean, they have one of the best safeties in the league, Jesse Jesse Bates, and they they offered him like fifteen million guaranteed over like five years, which is nothing for one of the best safeties. I think he's the only only guy on the franchise tag that hasn't decided or they haven't even figured it out or whatever is happening. And my inside source says that Jesse Bates is in Florida until week one. So have fun with that, the Bengals. Have fun with that. Go I, just give a, I mean, go ahead and give give away your best defender. I'll take yeah. it. Yeah. At least you, I, I, what are you doing? Saving up for Joe Burrow like three right. years out? Although, if you're that cheap, I guess you kind of have to. You have to save up in order to yeah. spend. Yeah. They're going to have to, they're going to have to save every penny this, to pay up for this. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. Um, and people always, it's so that when you pay these contracts, you have to pay into this. I forget what they call it. I think it's an escrow something. And so it, it, it holds the money for future years that you promise, like this contract. So that's why, that's why it's tougher for some of these owners. Like, like as we all know, Jimmy Haslam is made of money. He, he's just swimming in money. Uh, yeah, especially he, now that he, gas prices have risen. Right, he owns a soccer team down in Columbus, and yeah, he's not uh, he's not pinching for money or anything like that. So he can he can be able to have this money kind of frozen, and but like some of these owners, like as we were talking about in uh, Cincinnati, cannot. They it's it's still run by. Uh, uh, um, Paul Brown's son, so it's uh, it's not like it's run by some multi-billionaire uh, guy. It's still running the family, so it's gonna it's gonna be tough for owners to kind of catch up to these big contracts that quarterbacks are making. Um, I also want to go back, just go back to Deshaun one more time. No, but let's get back to Deshaun and the Browns because we just been on a huge right. tangent. Yeah, the Deshaun contract. I know it looks bad. It, I know it looks bad, but the contract was not made to to sub sub the sub uh, to hide against them getting taken this money. But, but hold on, be- before you go further, I'm gonna say um, what Joe is alluding to here for yeah. those of you that don't know. Deshaun Watson got five years, two hundred thirty million guaranteed, but his base salary for this year is one million. 
and when you're suspended, it comes out of your base salary. So he's right. you divide one million by seventeen, whatever that number is, and then you times that by six. That's how much yeah. Deshaun Watson will not be paid. So right. instead of it being like forty six million divided by seventeen, right. it's one million divided by seventeen. But continue, right. Joe. But the Browns do this on every contract. They've done it this offseason. They've done it last offseason. Every extension. They did it with Miles Garrett. They did it with Denzel Ward is, has done to the, his contract. Even the free agents that they signed. They, they backload these contracts. And it's just how Andrew Berry likes to do it. I know there's a lot of, there's a lot of things you can hate on the Browns for picking up Deshaun Washington. I'm not going to, I'm not going to defend them on that, but I will defend them on the contract. It is, it has nothing to do with them of um, hiding money. So the player can say, have, have the rest of the contract. It is about how they structure contracts as an organizational uh, strategy. Um, this is not, not giving the Browns credence of a, the, they perfectly fine for there's no no one should blame them for going after him. I'm not going to say that, um, but this is just for how they structure the contract. And there's it's just how the Browns do it with every player. What I do want to know though, I mean, the NFL contracts, the salary cap is so weird, the contracts are weird too. I it mean, is. it's the this NFL salary cap is really non existent, it's there, but like. No matter what, you can get there, this. Again, there's way, yeah. There's definitely there's like so if I, you look at if you look at just look at New Orleans because they've been yeah they've been just in tax hell. New Orleans is like forty eight million dollars over the salary cap this offseason. and they barely somehow, got rid of anyone and signed Jarvis. Yeah, and somehow are fine. <laughs> like, yeah. there's ways. So, but like I wonder if the things. base salary, if having that low base salary is a good. Not a good start, but I I don't really know the words I'm trying to use. But I wonder if that's like part of having a little ba- base salary makes it a lot easier when it comes to cap numbers. Yeah, I think it I think it gives them more flexibility is what is what he's really uh, keen on. Andrew Barry, I'm talking about. Um, I think that's why they do it. Um, there's a lot of ways to make room, like changing it into a signing bonus or a signing bonus and other cap stuff that we won't get into. There's ways of, of changing the cap number down the road. So they kind of like to kick it down the road pretty much uh, to dumb it down here. They like to kick it down the, kick it down the road to, uh, and keep the flexibility for the present. So it's, it's just how they, how they do it. And um, there's it's just how they do it. And that's how they did it with the, the Watson deal. Hit Pass Moto, sponsored by Moto America, is the show that keeps you up to speed on the latest in motorcycling and brings the biggest names in motorcycle racing right to you. From candid interviews with the top names in racing to providing insights into the trends and trendsetters driving the motorcycle industry, we have you covered. New episodes are available every Thursday at pitpassmoto.com and on your favorite podcast app. Ride on. Yeah, I know you summed it up perfectly. I I know a lot of people will forever. I mean, I know some fans on Twitter have even not. They're not Browns fans anymore. They've moved on. Yeah, I can fine. any any opinion you have on the Sean yeah. Watson situation. I respect it. Let's put it that yeah. way. 
well, good, bad. If, it, if it's based in reality. Yes, yes, yes. If it's based in, yes, I completely, I respect, I know Twitter is like a pass-fail yes. test. If you don't agree yes. with something, screw right. you. That's mainly how Twitter is. But I respect everyone's decisions, whether it's staying a Browns fan, whether it's, I mean, I know I said yeah. this privately on Discord. I don't think I'll ever buy anything to Sean Watson related, mm-hmm. whether it's a jersey or anything. But yeah. it's not, I'm still going to be a Browns fan. I'm still going to support right. my my favorite NFL team in Cleveland. So, yeah. You can choose. You, ch- you choose. You choose what you what you think is best. Like if if you don't aren't comfortable with what the Browns have done and aren't comfortable with Watson, fine. You you don't have to be a t- you have to be a fan. You don't have to follow him, and that's your choice. It's and I I will fully support you on that. It's it's up to each person. Um, I'm in the same boat as as Josh. Um, I'm a Browns fan. I've always been a Browns fan. This isn't going to change. Unfortunately, I don't right now. I mean, if last if the last twenty three years hasn't changed it for me, right? I think I'm sticking with it. Right, like there's a lot of things that the Browns have done over the past past twenty years, thirty years now, probably uh, that I have not liked, um, both off and on the field, and but it's never changed. It, It hasn't. It hasn't changed my fandom of the Browns. But if it if it does for somebody, that's fine. It's it's how the person reacts to it, and it's up to them. So I I hate that like I'm seeing all these kind of wars on Twitter on just even talking in 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 my in real life with um, friends and people I talk to at work. You do that? Sometimes. You talk in real life about? I I'm a, I I'm, like- a, I'm in a customer service uh, role, so I have to. <laughs> Let's I'm just kidding. say I have to. But um, I feel like just like Twitter. I let you go on, but I feel like Twitter is like its own separate. Right. I yeah, don't know. Twitter, I feel like Twitter people is, act differently on Twitter than anything. Twitter else. is not real world. No, no, I no. definitely agree. But with people that. act yeah. like it is, though. True. That is That's very true. Problem. Yes, people don't know the difference between online and offline. And Twitter's <laughs> a pass/fail test. Like there's literally no in yes. between. You're either on one side or you're on the other. Right. There's no Venn diagram. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, and that's, that's how you like life is not black and white. And this, really? this, yeah, yeah, I know. Right. And this whole situation is not black and white. It's, it's how you want to deal with it. And it's, and I, I'm not going to blame anybody for what they believe in. If it's based in reality, I'll put that little caveat in there. True. So, yeah. I, I I know. There's some there's some stuff that I've heard that are like true. I and I know a lot of this is tough to talk about. I mean, I know when Deshaun Watson was first traded the Browns, Craig Lindell wanted to do an emergency pod. I'll and I was like, I'll do one, but you're hosting it, Craig, and he did it. I mean, it's yeah. just like now I guess it's easier not easier to talk about, but it's I, I guess it is a little bit. Easier. I guess easier. Is you're more in, you're more informed of what. Yeah, I'm more yeah, yeah. more informed about everything and just like i don't know it's yeah it's, it's a just line to stay on i guess is the, the yeah. point i'm trying to make because you it's don't want to cross online on the left and you right. also don't want to cross over on the right and I, I i won't speak for you but it's just it's not a position that we wanted to be in <laughs> like i, I would, <laughs> like i want to just talk browns i want to talk training camp like what happened today in training camp but 
And now here we are, what, three or four months later, and we're still talking about the same exact thing. Finally, though. Finally. I know I I started the podcast. We finally have an answer. Hopefully, it's the finalized answer. Thursday, Thursday, 9 a.m., we'll find out if it's officially a 16th century or not. Knowing knowing our luck as Browns fans, it's going to be an appeal for another five weeks. The NFL, that is such a bad precedent, though. Uh, It is. Yeah. I'm not saying this is sane. This is just Browns fan, Browns t- Browns fan uh, mind frame right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if yes. something can go wrong, it's going to. Well, so, yeah, that's yeah. the mindset of a freaking Cleveland fan at this point. <laughs> if something can go wrong, it's going wrong in Cleveland sports. Let's be honest. Right. Like a rain delay in 2016. But that's that's that. Uh, back to the suspension though. So Deshaun Watson suspended six games. First game he's back is Halloween, October thirty first. Mm-hmm. He is allowed to for the home game. First home game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My bad. First. So the first game he's back is Week Seven at Ravens. My bad. So it should be eight days before. So October twenty third, if I'm if my math is correct, I believe is so. October thirty first is Monday. Um. So he is back Week Seven. Mm-hmm. He is allowed to participate in training camp, mm-hmm. and then starting the the. Monday of week one. So week one, the first game's September 11th. So that would make week one, September 5th. So starting September 5th, he cannot be in. Well, I would say he can't be in Berea. He can't be in Berea, but he cannot the be facility. in the Cleveland Brown facility. Yeah. But cross he is allowed mortgage. back in. Cross country. <laughs> I saw that. That is everywhere. By the way. <laughs> if you haven't been to training camp, I went on Saturday. That is everywhere. Cross country mortgage. Cross country mortgage. Yeah. I'm surprised, like the freaking cups that we drank out of, didn't say cross country mortgage. I actually didn't pay attention to them. Maybe they did. Um, but he is allowed back after week three, which, man, this yeah, is after the game, week three. So that Monday. So I guess the first week of October, if week one, September 11th, I don't know. I, I'm not trying to do math at this time of night. Let's, let me, but he let me is the, so the Monday following week three, he is allowed back at the facility. And he can practice with the team, right? Or can he just like do film room and stuff? So week three, we play on September twenty second. So twenty third. So twenty third, he's allowed back in the facility. But yeah. is that only is that only for film and meetings, or is that for practice as well? I don't know for sure on that one. I'm, I yeah, I don't. I'm not sure. I think I would assume you can practice. I don't know, but I I can't be for sure. Um, I, way, I doubt I doubt he'll would practice anyways because you still want to get Jacoby ready. Jacoby, so that's true, that's true. So and speaking know. of Jacoby and Deshaun, it'll be interesting to see how Kevin Stefanski and um the offensive staff handles this. I know today I I think like halfway through training camp I saw that Jacoby Brissett only had one first team rep. I'm assuming that'll increase because he'll obviously be the starting quarterback for the first six weeks. Let's hope that he's a starting quarterback for six weeks because if he gets hurt, man, it could be ugly. But so it'll be interesting to see how they handle it, though, up until week one. If they'll yeah. like, do 50-50, if it'll be 75-25 with Brissett getting the majority out. The important That's for Kevin Stefanski to figure out. but Yeah, and there's an important – it's kind of – with the new schedule now, there's only three preseason games. So from – the last preseason game, which is August 27th, they don't play until September 11th. So that's more than two weeks he has to practice fully. I would assume Jacoby would get every single snap count um, available. 
to get ready for game one. So that's that's it's definitely kind of a aid to the Browns that there's this new schedule that they can really put them put them through the starter role there and get them ready to go for uh, game one against the Panthers. Maybe Baker Mayfield. If it's not Baker, Matt Rule, what the heck are you doing, dude? Although I, I still, Bakers I'm are kind of bad at training camp. But... I'm still predicting Darnold. It's starting. Are you really? I'm still predicting it. I predicted it when we did the pod. I, I just don't. It's it's a uphill battle to come in. What, how many weeks ago was that? Like two? It's, it's three. Been long. I think yeah. three. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's going to be a uphill battle for him. It's not like he's some Superman quarterback. <laughs> True. True. <laughs> True that. Right. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. Uh, if there was any quarterback he's going to be out, it, it will be Darnold. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't really know what else we can talk about. We just got on here and we figured we would talk about the six game suspension for given to Deshaun Watson. Assuming that stands, we'll find out Thursday, 9 a.m. If NFL has until then to appeal, but if they appeal, like I said, like three, four, or five times already, that totally contradicts what their agreement was with the NFLPA, which is to yeah. bring in private judge to Al Robinson to make a decision. Because if they appeal it, it literally goes back to the same process they had before, which is right, whatever Roger Goodell says goes. So right. I don't and, know. That would and that be will, one to slap in the face, and two NFL people would hate that. Yeah, that it's just going to start a can of worms. So that I would just obviously we always we're going to put this caveat one more time in there. It's the NFL; they can do whatever the heck they want. They don't give a shit. <laughs> they don't. They can do whatever they want. So they they could appeal it, but I, I agree. It doesn't look like it would be the right move for them. I don't know about the right way. It wouldn't. It it doesn't seem like it would be the most smart move. I guess I don't know. Smart move is the right word either. But I just don't. I don't see them appealing. But we'll see. It would be so, so Browns. It would be so Browns. It would. It would be so Browns. It would be Browns. So, it would be the Brownsy and the Brownsy. And like I said, I mean, not only would it be it set a bad precedent, which is what Sue Robinson was setting by doing the six team suspension, but with NFL Hall, I mean, the Hall of Fame game's Thursday. Inductions, I think, are Friday night, and then the concert's Saturday. By the way, I mean, I hate really? That. Why is it Thursday? Go back to but Sunday. They changed that, wasn't it? Go, it was concert. Sunday. It was always the Sunday. Yeah, it was always Sunday. I want my Sunday. Yeah, I don't back. know why they, yeah, that's true. I don't know why they changed that. Yeah. Because now nothing's well, Sunday. Prime right? time, it's probably. Over. Yeah, it's over. I think it's probably prime time. And then, but the, to have the inductions Friday night, the East, it used to be induction Saturday night, game Sunday, right? Yeah. I don't know why they changed that. Yeah. Especially because I used to go down to Canton on Saturday and it was fun. Yeah. It was a good time. But hey, now well, with the them Browns being Friday, be you can't go down there all day anymore. Josh and I have predicted that the Browns will be in it next year. True. Joe My sources can confirm that we have predicted that. <laughs> My sources can confirm that they'll be in it, obviously, because I mean, no one has sources that does that. But or that our do that. sauces are sauces. But but Joe Thomas, assuming he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, will be inducted next year. And yes. if the Browns play and Joe Thomas is inducted, Kansas is gonna be a freaking madhouse. Yeah. Boy, will that be an epic uh um <laughs> commencement uh speech. <laughs> yeah. Joe Joe Thomas can talk. He can. He is <laughs> a good talker. Know. 
And well, it also could be it could be Joe Thomas and Art Modell. Oh, <laughs> God, God help us all. <laughs> and James Harrison. I think James Harrison could be it too for the Steelers. Pray for Canton that they survive that weekend. <laughs> Hashtag pray for Canton. <laughs> yeah, that is gonna be brutal. Man, if it's Joe Thomas and Art Modell, though, holy cow. Talk about opposite ends of the spectrum. I know. I always I've always proposed because I I don't think he's obviously a Hall of Famer, but that's our opinion as Browns fans. But if they ever do, it would probably be the smartest one is to do it after a Browns Super Bowl win because no one gives a shit then. <laughs> but <laughs> good luck waiting for that. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we're in the year 3011, and Art Rodell is finally inducted in the NFL Hall of Fame. <laughs> Browns are 20, 2030. <laughs> 20, what? Whatever year it is, Super Bowl oh, champs. Man, back it'll be flag football. By the time the by the time the Browns win the Super Bowl, it might be flag football. It really might be. No, I'm, I hope they win the Super Bowl in my lifetime. Seriously, please. I hope so. Please, please make this podcast a lot better. I know. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> I mean I know we started doing post game podcasts instead of like yeah, write ups and stuff. Last year, started doing it last year for every game, but yeah. the year before mm-hmm. for some we games, did both. We did some both. of those were brutal. Oh, oh yeah. my gosh, it was one of those like I remember like there's a Sunday night or Monday night game where we were getting out of here at like 12 31 a.m. We were like, Do we really have to do this? <laughs> yeah, oh, it was that so, Pittsburgh game. Pittsburgh was the hardest game. Oh, god, yeah, we won't talk it, about that. But that that's been thrown away, that's been yeah. thrown in the archives, yeah, <laughs> Joe. Before we get out of here. Any final thoughts uh, regarding Deshaun's suspension, the Browns season? I know we'll be on here before the Browns season actually starts, so you don't really have to talk about that, but any final thoughts? Yeah, I'm just going to kind of hold my breath for the next three days <laughs> because as a Browns fan, to see if they actually do something uh, appeal. Um, but other than that, I thought it was a sound um, argument by um, – Sue Robinson, I thought she put presented what what she thought was um, the correct punishment uh, very well. Um, you can argue if that's uh, if that is actually um, a good and long enough um, punishment, um, but it just based on what she used as as evidence as president um it's it's hard to argue against her process um and that's all you can ask for in these situations if whatever the process is did she follow it is it sound reasoning um and i i i don't know how you can go against if you read the report i i don't know how you can say she didn't know what the heck she was doing it's it looked like someone who was very knowledgeable at all the evidence that that was presented and kind of formulated her process uh using facts and president and all the other stuff that uh was needed so yeah it's gonna be it's uh it's gonna be interesting to see how it plays out the rest of the week here and then uh hey maybe we'll be able to talk about football next week who's all that football football him Football. I yeah, I completely agree with everything Joe said. I like I said earlier, you can agree or disagree with what Deshaun Watson did 
and you can yeah. agree or disagree with the length of the suspension, whether you, you thought it should be shorter or longer. Yep. Completely agree with, or I don't, I won't say, I completely understand both sides, but what Sue L. Robinson, federal, retired federal judge did, I think she, like I said, I gave her an A. I think she did a great job, both with writing it all out and just like, I mean, she didn't pick a side. She just went by what she was given. And whether you agree or disagree with six games, I think she backed up her findings and set a good precedent. And I think it's a precedent that, like I said, I don't think the NFL will appeal it because she set a good precedent and it'll just go back to the old ways. Yeah. So if you want to blame somebody, blame the NFL. <laughs> always, always blame the NFL. Their uh, their history of dealing with these situations are just not good. Zero percent. <laughs> F. Final grade F. F. If it was a pass fail test, they failed it. Failed by a long it. shot. Flying colors. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, those are our final thoughts. We will be back with you, I don't know, maybe I'd say around the first preseason game, for the first preseason game, whether it's beforehand, after, whatever. We'll be back with you in a couple weeks, I'm sure. I think. Wait, is the first preseason game in like less than two weeks? August 12th. I think it's like 12 days. August 12th. Holy. Wait, 11 days? Yeah. It's a Friday night? Yeah, it's August 12th versus the Jaguars. Holy cow. And the Jaguars are playing in the Hall of Fame game on Thursday. So that'll be their second yeah. one. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that's – I figured we'd get on here. Joe and I both wanted to talk about it a little bit. Deshaun Watson suspended six games, what it meant for the Cleveland Browns, their schedule. Hopefully they go three and three the first six games without Deshaun. I know Joe thinks they'll go four and two. I hope they go four and two. I hope that works. They go three and three. Mm-hmm. We'll be back with you in the next two weeks probably right around that first preseason game on August 12th. If you joined us live, we didn't really get many comments, but if you join us live, we appreciate you, whether it's Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. If you're listening to us on any podcast, on any platform, Apple, Spotify, I know there's a million podcast platforms now. We appreciate you as well. And this is the latest Browns cast until we talk again. And as always go Browns. Don't you know that I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. Alright, you think that was good enough? I I hope so, man. I'm tired. (laughs) Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? I've never done it. (laughs) (laughs) Right.